0: On air, online, and across Cambridge. Your station, your Cam FM. Hello, and welcome to the Science of Fiction. It's your host, Andrew Holding, joined by Will.
1: Hi there, and today also by Steve Frank. Hello. Hello, so we're going to be talking all about biotechnology? Yeah, biotechnology, gene therapy, and so on, which mm. is uh, Steve's area
2: of knowledge. So he's going to cure us all our ills during the show. So
1: w- what do you do by day, Steve? Sorry? What, what do you do, do, do about, you? about
2: you? Um, So I'm a, a PhD student and uh, I'm working on a process called meiosis, which is where cells undergo two rounds of cell division to produce cells which have uh, half as much DNA as normal cells. And so this is how eggs and sperm are made. And so there's a, a process that goes on during this first division uh, in which the pairs of chromosomes uh, swap information with the other members of the pairs and this is a really important process uh, has um various medical implications and also um is the method by which um, variation is propagated through generations
1: okay so you're, so you're looking at the, the point when the, the chromosome is split in two or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, trying to understand like how it goes right how it goes wrong exactly and how you
2: can manipulate it i guess uh, yes and hopefully how we can um figure out uh, therapies for various genetic disorders that um can arise from when this goes wrong cool um, what do you study this with um. Oh, well, we use um, yeast as a, a model because uh, yeast are actually remarkably similar to humans. And oh. um, specifically on this level, because, I mean, they're sim- single cells, but they undergo meiosis to produce spores. Uh, and so they're very useful because they're just so much easier to grow and deal with than, say, human cells, for example. Or fruit flies, are seem to be the favorite animal of choice for the cysts. Exactly. Or entire babies
1: yeah with a lot a lot less ethical 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 concerns than entire babies of course because
0: I mean if they're not that similar to us that you go into a pub and you say hey hi yeast how are you doing um, you actually probably drink quite a bit of yeast
1: In the, yeah I guess in the course of you, know,
0: it might, it's, you don't want too much otherwise it makes you a bit ill yeah so you, I guess you try to avoid that yeah it's good for you though
1: yeah
3: yeah
1: Well, it's how they make a moment which, yeah. is, which is delicious or
2: you hate it absolutely what it's you, nutritious though either way where, where do you fall on that continuum um, yeah I, I like it it has to be mixed with something though it's pretty extreme on it's own yeah in soup uh, I haven't had it in soup actually that sounds great I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm told it's, re- it's really good for you know
1: just like re- basically replacing h- part of the stock with just my mic. well wow. that's what it was invented for fair enough it mm-hmm. was a wartime solution to not having stock Wow, you see how useful this subject is, yeah? There is something I l- that I've learned today already, <laughs> and we've we barely even started. Yep, so
0: um, should we crack on with the musical element of the show?
1: Absolutely, let's do it.
0: Okay. What? FMFM.co.uk On air and online You're CalmFM Hello and welcome back That was Someone else tell me That was Face of the
1: Embryo By the Blood Brothers See when, when
0: we let the guests Pick the music I have no idea what it is Some days Okay so if you want to let us know, if you want to pass in comments, if you want to tell us we're wrong, just contact us at studio at camfm.co.uk or fill in the little form on the online player and click send. Uh, we do have a mobile phone number somewhere that costs 10p, but no one stuck it up on the wall for me to read. So um, if you're West Station manager, could you do that? Do you even know how to, how to get the messages out of that phone oh, number? Oh, the new text message comes straight into our email. Whoa. Though I don't know why you do it, because you can do it free through the web form or through email. And quite A lot of people these days have smartphones. That's true.
1: I've heard that smartphones are popular in some parts of the world.
0: They're not that smart, though. Mm, it, de- it, de- it depends, right? Has a smartphone ever done peer review?
1: It's only a matter of time. Siri will be reviewing your papers, you know, next year sometime. Okay. Looking forward to it.
0: So why do we play that track before we get lost down another side segue? Because it's awesome.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like I, I guess the the title gives it away but given that we, yeah. we 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 spoke briefly about like experimenting on babies or not earlier on. Mm.
0: There are some great experiments, you know, with babies which are totally um totally ethical. There's, you did you know that your bones are trans, transmissive to um infrared light? I didn't know So that. if you shine lights through your hands you don't see the bones you just see the blood flow you can use that to measure oxygen. So they make things you put on a baby's head and they can see how much oxygen is in the brain and depending on what pitch you see so if it's an incy spider you see the oxygen level change where if you show up pictures of trucks they, they, they don't change and um, that's true for boys or girls before anyone makes any assumptions. That's pretty amazing. That be, yeah, Yep, but you do end up with a baby that has like loads of cables coming out of his head which is hilariously funny.
1: Obviously every parent loves their child no matter what it looks like so well, you know. Yeah. And it,
0: I, th- they, I think there's medical reasons why they actually check on babies, but they all this actually helped the um, Olympic speed skaters. I think it was the ones that go round in circles very fast um, to get gold because they they have a problem because they crouch down so low they lose blood to their legs, And they can monitor the blood in their legs by shining
1: these IR lights through their legs while while they were skiing. Yep, that's incredible. Well skating. Yeah, so ski. it's wow. different. So presumably, eh, eh, the faces of embryos are not going to be seen anytime soon. No, no. Um. But, but yeah, so so if we swerve away from reality back towards fiction, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so one one classic work of fiction which features as well as magic, um, various like g- genetic and biotech implications mm. are is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Have we redefined the
2: word classic here?
1: It's classic for video games. Okay. Like it's it's been over ten years.
2: Believe me, it really is a classic. Yeah.
1: Oh You'd no, I'm willing to believe in the
0: you know, that's a classic way. But it's almost the way we'll suggest it that it's sort of up with Valde and Van Gogh. Well. Oh, there's a whole
1: debate here about whether video games are art.
0: Well, um, no, it's just got to take I just think things have a bit have to have time to see how well they age. I don't think it's,
1: it's And in some in a lot of ways it hasn't aged that well. I mean graphically it hasn't aged that well and As I have aged, my tolerance for 100-hour games has definitely waned. So I think it's the kind of thing which I'm delighted to have played, but I'm not going to play it again anytime soon.
0: Yeah. but yeah, I do know people who've played it over and over again, which makes up for me having never played it. I think,
2: yeah, it it probably balances out. Yeah, I think I played it about twice, and that was enough for me, I think. Yeah.
0: So could someone tell me what happens in this game? I, I know it involves... Incredibly insane haircuts, <laughs> swords that also have guns in them, or something. No, that was the next one. Oh, was that the next yeah. one. Also, it had incredibly pretty cutscenes and advertising material, which looked nothing like the game.
1: It's a time on a tradition in video games, though. No, I think I think they started it. Okay.
0: I, I, well, they were sort of the people who really pushed it. Yeah.
1: So hmm. I'm a little, a little fuzzy on the details, but I seem to remember there was like it, it had a subplot involving um, cloning or. Injecting alien tissues into embryos or something?
2: Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's not quite clear. And it's. So that wasn't developed fully in the 100 hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of, like, random battles with monsters were developed quite fully in those 100 hours.
2: Yeah. And uh, the the plot itself is. It's very convoluted, put it that way.
1: Yeah. By convoluted, it's starting to sound like it wasn't fully worked out. I, th- I think mm. it lost something in translation as well. The uh, yeah. the, the translation was really poor. Um, yeah, but no, like it's it's still shone through. But yeah, so there was there was there was this whole like, there were lots of questions of of identity and so on. Mm. Um, but I think yeah, the, the big thing was splicing together, uh, yeah, like two basically two entirely different species. Yeah, so A chimera. Exactly. Exactly. So is, is is that the kind of thing which is anyone's goal at all in research? Just like splice two, like two you get them. together.
0: You get sheep. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Can, I, I'm aware okay. that there are there are animals in the wild who who uh, Well, know, they're not. Well, the who, who don't who, <laughs> who don't breed in the wild, but who no, no. This breed.
0: isn't this isn't like breeding. This is you can get the sheep and the goat embryo to fuse, and the two animals are living in the same body. Yeah. so it's one animal but some cells of it are sheep and some cells of it are goat and they're distinct animals and it's not very healthy but you can do it because they're close enough that the immune systems don't wipe each other out mm. and you can get the same thing in humans but you don't think of it the same way that you can have a human that has two sets of DNA, like one leg, can basically mm. be a Siamese twin that's differentiated only into the leg, but the DNA is completely different.
1: Actually, yeah, I, I, I've come across that actually. There, were, there have been a few a few lawsuits where you know, the DNA evidence has turned out to um, have you know wrongfully acquitted people, um, yeah. or or vice versa. I forget how that worked exactly. But you know.
0: actually, I just a Siamese twin that would be wrong because they don't have the same DNA. It has
2: mm. to be a second embryo. Yeah, it it is possible technically, Um, but yeah, I think the question is, and this is a big question with a lot of the more quirky sides of biotech: is why would we ever want to do that? I mean, it's a a fair point. I mean, I guess, I
1: guess, in the case of you know of mules or whatever, the the reasons are that you know animals are particular, these animals are particularly useful. See, mules aren't chimeras. No. Mm But they, but so, so they are. Um, they are
0: a mixing of two species which don't have perfectly matching genes, uh, so things go a bit wrong. As in, number of chromosomes are different. So so ha- mules can't uh, interbreed, right? They, I mean, can, they can, badly. B- really yeah, bad. it's, it's, you, there's words for every generation of mule, and they mm-hmm. go down. somewhere and you can breed. You get female mules and male mules, and you, they, they give them different names. You have a boy or a girl. Mother was a donkey or a uh, mm-hmm. horse, and farmers have a lot of wo- names and words for things that really uh, you don't need to know.
1: Mm. animals that don't, don't don't really need to exist
0: well there's only, there's only one that's any good and it, you have to breathe them right way around and that's a mule which is absolutely awesome for being you know really tough and a bit nicer than a donkey mm. uh, and don't have, generally have crosses on their back
1: mm. <laughs> yeah so, so, so yeah I guess that kind of answers the question that there's, that, that, that there are, yeah. there's it,
2: occasionally there's a reason mm. why we why want to do this but yeah, I mean, I guess in general, I mean, people, as you've said, there is a, there's a reason why we have mules, because they, they serve a purpose as, yeah, being nicer than a donkey, but more useful to us. And I guess if you take a more, say, genetic approach or molecular genetic approach to making hybrids, then you can bypass a lot of the negative side effects that you'd get from actually breeding them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if you didn't, it's all getting onto the idea of transgenic pig hearts. Mm-hmm. where you end up with, by combining human and pig material, you get a pig that can grow a heart that can be transplanted into a human without an immuno response
2: Yeah, but that's that's a bit different because that's actually harvesting specific organs rather oh, than yeah. trying to get a specific individual
0: Oh yeah, but that's kind of more useful. Uh, yeah, exactly Not yeah. so good for pig. No You know, William Shatner wouldn't have pig heart valves because he's a, he's vegan, so he'd have plastic mm-hmm. ones well, that's a really So there you go, strange. Captain Kirk yeah. Plastic heart valves, not not big ones.
1: But they probably last longer as well.
0: Um, I can't remember which way around it. I think no, I think the pig um, ones are better. Okay. Um,
1: well, h- here's hoping that's never some, never some, never a decision I have to make.
0: Well, heart yeah. valves have a problem. That they um, I can't remember what disease it is but one of them triggers the immune system to destroy them because it looks like one of the flu viruses for cells mm-hmm. surface markers. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not very common. It's a mistake of the body, but it's a, of mistakes that happen. It's a common one. Yeah, fair enough Okay, well, I think we should crack on with the next track Which, um, I don't know how many of our listeners were at Helen, Arnie and Friends last night I had a great time, I know Will was there I had a great time as well And, um, yeah, this song was played by one of the acts And, uh, I just knew it had to come on the show today So i just fade up the CD player and we'll go uh...
4: A cell contains much DNA, but a decade ago it was hard to say, to tell which genes were being activated, without obvious phenotypes we would be frustrated, The us face it, a cell is complicated. It, trying to, to find out when and where a protein, protein is made is hard But Shimua gave us a fish. wish Carving the, the natural, natural process, process
3: in a G- jellyfish There are times when we need to see If a cell encodes a particular protein If we want to do that, we can tag the gene With the magic that is GFP GFP3
4: Green fluorescent protein. I wanna know if there's expression. Of this gene yes. that's out for the glow. So it's G F P. Yeah, G F P. Genes contain a soft and stark in between, like the active part. So to see if the gene is being activated, put G F P sequence into these places then let the cell get on with its life doing its thing and by turning on a light you can see just how much gfp shines where
3: protein healthy be made will be green and bright
0: UK. On air ninety-seven point two, and across Cambridge, your Cam FM. Hello, and welcome back. We're still waiting for your emails on studio at camfm.co.uk, and you can send them in through the form just by clicking send after you type something. That last song was G F P by Professor Carmadillo,
1: who um, was brilliant last night. He was. He, he was. Um, he was performing solo last night. Just, just him and an instrument which I think was called a charanga or something. It's a. <laughs> Um, it's sim- similar to a ukulele. The tuning is—it's—it's it's got five pairs of strings uh, tuned mostly to, mostly in sympathy, and one I think in octaves. Um, but four of them match the four of a ukulele. Hmm. But his name comes from the fact that the instrument, uh, which he picked up while volunteering in South America or something, uh, is traditionally made out of the body of an armadillo. So it has a—it right, has quite a distinctive shape. So that's hen- hence the name Professor Armadillo.
0: Well, and also it's an incredibly educational song, which I'm sure we're about to hear what GFP is, though the song actually makes it quite clear.
2: Um, yeah, well, like like it says on the tin, really, it's uh, a green fluorescent protein, and it's it's found in jellyfish. No one really knows why these jellyfish need that. I mean, they just kind of flash brightly sometimes when they're annoyed, um, but it's a very useful Protein because uh, you can use it to if you fuse it to a protein that you want to look at you can see it in a cell Okay, and um, and I'm actually using it at the moment in one of my experiments because uh, there's a, a protein which is uh, degraded during meiosis uh, And we, we don't know why that is or what it means and what's quite common in that situation to do is just Say well, what happens if we shove this protein back into the cell? And so, what you do is you um, take the the protein of interest, then you fuse GFP to the the gene that codes that protein. Okay, so, so you're so
1: you're taking you're taking the gene which yeah. triggers the growth of that protein, exactly. and editing it to make it also produce
2: GFP. Yeah, exactly. Actually attached to the protein.
1: and well, that, you, that, you that that, that's something you can do reliably to any to any. Protein creation. It depends on the organism.
2: Well, it it depends on a lot of things. And you don't always have to attach it directly to the protein. So you can actually put it to the same gene, but make it so that it's formed as a separate protein which is what i'm doing because all i need to know is that this protein is being produced in cells and then the cells will become fluorescent oh yeah okay. because so you're doing it just to show it's produced where some yeah. people do it to show localization exactly
0: and the other really really cool thing you can do is you can cut it in half and put one half on one protein one half on the other protein and if those two things come close to each other then
1: they fluoresce yeah wow so you can start showing that interact I'm, I'm, amazed, I'm amazed that we have the technology to, to do this so reliably. Well, mm. So bacteria are really, really easy to edit.
0: Ge- well, E. coli is really easy to edit genes in. Some bacteria get harder. Uh, things that take up plasmids are really easy because you can knock out a gene and reintroduce it with a live plasmid, which is a small mm. ring of DNA, uh, which is kind of how they transfer genes. There are other ways. There are hilarious things called pilices, which you can just make endless jokes about. <laughs> uh, and you sort of go up the organism, so you get up to things like yeast. Uh, it does get more complicated because you're also trying to get the gene in somewhere nice in the genome without doing damage yeah. to other genes starts becoming a bit hit and miss. Yeah. But we go to genetics and flies really reliable, reliably.
2: Yeah, and you can target. It's not always random as it used to be. You can actually target the gene to go to a specific place. And it's not 100% efficient, but it's not like the old days. You just used to blast the cells and hope for the best. Huh.
1: And and it's and you can so you can target it at somewhere where, where, it will, where adding this extra gene sequence will make very little difference to the actual process you're studying.
2: Well, in fact, you can target it to the, say, the original gene, for example. Okay. So you might want to replace uh, the normal copy of the gene with the fusion copy so you can just kind of shove it in there or you can just put it in a region where it's not going to cause any trouble. And, and, and then the, everything else just happens just gets on with its life as if...
0: Yes and no. If you've got a protein that let's say was involved in a really complicated process structurally so they all come together as building blocks it would be a bit like trying to build your Lego castle with one block with the wrong shape. It, yeah. will, co- it will cause everything to distort but you might still end up with something that looks very similar to a Lego castle or might just all collapse, and that can be a problem. But generally, if the GFP protein—it sorry, I've just said gf green fluorescent protein protein—I um I know some listeners would be might complaining. Um, so if you fuse your GFP to a very small protein, that becomes more of a problem. Where if you fuse it to a very large one, it's going to be less of a problem because it's going to be less disruptive. Huh? Cool. So a lot of it's quite logical, really, how how you go about it. But it is cool because you get these photographs of where things are in which cells of course you also get green fluorescent cats I think, someone to,
1: see, yeah. I, think, I think someone sent us a link to the that was c- last to week, yeah. glowing
2: cats yeah the, the, it was for HIV <laughs> research I believe oh okay um, yeah they were knocking out um, a, a gene which is involved in HIV uh, infection and uh, so yeah not only were they cute but they were also saving the world cool yeah. we, we just got an email in
0: and I think we might be able to guess who this is from it says it's a Turango with ten strings a charango with ten strings. Th- you th-
1: thank you, presumably Professor Camadillo. I-,
0: I can't see anyone else, unless that we have a charango fan. Uh, we don't. We, to be honest, we did have a listener from Mexico the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just send in if you're in a country other than the UK, or even send in if you're in the UK. It's always great here. Studio at UK or through the live thing. Um, and with that, we will go off to some musical place. I think. CamFM.co.uk on
1: air 97.2 and
2: across Cambridge, your CamFM.
1: So, um, yeah. That, that caught <laughs> you by surprise, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, Andy's startled expression as the track finished about 30 seconds after it just started. I,
0: I was checking the timer. I just, um, yeah. It was questionable if that was music. I, I didn't lie. I think, I think it's music. I, to be honest these days, I think most things are music. If it's a woman randomly giving birth in an art gallery is art,
1: <laughs> did you hear about that? A woman burping in an art gallery. No, not burping, giving birth. Ah. Oh. Well, there, wow. the, 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 there was an installation at the uh, Tate Modern, which was a bunch of art students arguing. And that was their their installation in the Modern, was themselves having arguments about stuff.
2: I can't help but to feel ripped off if I just pay for something which I could just see, like, on the street.
1: Yeah, I- anywhere where art students hang out, they
0: are. Yeah, yeah. let's be honest, though, how many cities do art students hang out? They're generally near an art college. That's true.
2: But, you, know, you have to pay to see them.
0: Actually, they come to my front door regularly. Does this happen to anyone else? I get art students trying to sell me the artwork at my front door. What? Yeah, yeah, they come around. And considering there's no college in my town, that's really bizarre. They have portfolios. Some of it's quite good. But Are you sure it isn't some kind of elaborate scam? Well, they look about upper sixth level and they seem to be trying to sell some artwork. And it looks okay.
2: So they just go door to door selling artwork? Yeah, and have these portfolios okay around mm. them. Is this like, is like selling cookies is too mainstream now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. God,
1: and also, also like making art and selling it on Etsy is too mainstream as well. So you have uh, to do you have to do it door to door in obscure towns somewhere I'm, else like Cambridge. Uh-huh.
0: The thing is though, I don't know how much it would cost to buy off them because they're students, so they can't expect huge amounts of money. It's not like they are f- famous, or I mean, it could be good art, but it's just pretty pictures to me. Fair enough. I mean, that that is I po- I apologise to people who love fine art, but most fine art, I go that's technically competent or that's pretty, but beyond that, I'm not a connoisseur. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's
1: fine. I even read it. Um so that track so was why, why did we play that track? Well, it was it was called Solar Panel Asses by the Locust. Um <coughs> Um Steve, you said this was this was a tongue in cheek reference.
2: Well, uh, yeah, so it's um it's a reference to uh, a novel by this great um author called China Mievil. Um and it's called um Perdido Street Station. And basically, um so it's a reference to these guys called the Remade. So in in this the fictional universe in which this novel set, one of the the major punishment um, is that you, you you get remade, which just means that you get something grafted to your body. So this novel, just to give a bit of um, context, it's kind of a, a steampunk thing. So it's all this technology, which is kind of based on Victorian technology, but um, but involving transplanting parts of bodies. Yeah, exactly. So it's all it's like all pre-genetic and yeah, you know, it, it's kind of pre-computers, but they also have computers which are built on the steam engines. It's all very odd. But um yeah, so they, they have for example um uh, there's this uh woman who kills her baby and as a punishment um she gets the baby's arms grafted to her face. Uh it's pretty grisly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but they also have things like um people um get, like drills grafted to their arms, so they can go work in mines and those sort of things. And so this, when I when I saw this on my iTunes playlist, um, "Solar Panel Asses," it just made me think um, how ridiculous it would be if you had a solar panel um, grafted to your ass. Is it the, the, the place most likely never to get sunlight? What, why
0: exactly. would you want to graft it to a
1: donkey? A good point. Well, but yes. of course, a donkey would have lots of exposure to the light. I mean, uh, am, I, am I not understanding something I here? Think, I, think, I think you're understanding perfectly, I think. Okay, good, good. Excellent. <laughs> so, like, so, does, does the novel even, like, try to address, like, the practical problems of grafting babies' arms to people's foreheads? Or is it just, you know, it just happens to work?
2: Uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where there's something goes on behind doors. Okay, and then, you know, out comes a person and it's never really explained. Exactly.
1: Okay. It just sounds completely sick to me. Chana is an interesting author because Hmm. he he seems to... He's said that he intends to write one book in every genre, Um, but this means that every book he's written is in a different genre, as far as I can tell.
2: Uh, Yes, exactly. He's... um he likes to do lots of different things. There's another book called uh, "The City in This C- City and the City." Which, Great novel. Yeah. Uh, Has I that, that
0: been made that. into
1: a movie, or is it? Just I, th- I think the rights have been sold to someone. Mm.
2: Okay, because I've come across that
1: title. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: All I can say it's good luck to them because I really can't see how I can make that into a movie. Yeah, because quite a lot of it
1: was you know talking about this, this sort of the mental state of someone living in this over, overlapping yeah, city. Yeah, exactly.
0: Wasn't it? So, if i remember correct,ly you, it's not the fact that the cities are. In in top this one city, but people don't interact with people from the other city.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you just ignore them. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, you're committing a crime. Yeah,
1: yeah it's not just that you do ignore them. You you, you must ignore them, and people yep. people and individuals have it. It's so reflexive to them that they don't think that it's strange that they're doing this. Mm. Well, I, I've got a space. I might that that isn't quite so grisly, is it? No, it's uh, that, that that's just a, a it's a detective novel which mm. happens to be set in this crazy world. Cool.
0: I might I might put that on my um electronic paper turning device.
1: I recommend I recommend it. Mm, definitely. Brilliant. Um for for my part I think I will read Purdy Dust Station because it's yeah. it's it it's like
2: it's not all that grisly. That's probably one of the more grisly elements of it, but it's it's a fantastic novel. It okay. really is.
0: A,
1: okay. So um hopefully is this is this a longer track, Will? Uh I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean I think it's I think it's, you know, yeah, it's about you know typical length of a song, I think.
0: Do, do I have time to get to the the whole um advert thing? Probably. Station ID. That's what I didn't. It's called an ident. I did know that. I, I'm professional. your cam fm hello and welcome back to the science of fiction and that was endorphin by burial and, and uh, we're having a debate whether it's dubstep or not yeah this is
1: yeah, one of these uh, i've just learned a new, a new term in fact apparently um, the type of dubstep that's full of you know wub 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 noises is called brostep yeah is um, i've got no words
0: uh, i i still haven't worked out half of these things what what is grime what's
1: grime i I think I think I'm the Scream. wrong person to ask grime I don't think I'm really Grim. Grime's target uh, it's, Have you ever come across Frisky and Manish? No A friend of mine is Absolutely obsessed you should, you With You They
0: were in Cambridge a while ago uh, I'm trying to get touch To do a uh, set for me. I'm trying to pay him Some money to turn up um, But they're um, They are awesome And they have a complete Set about where A very posh woman Can't get Grime right And calls it Grime <laughs> Is this, from, uh, this uh, from, the, from the Same kind of Grime or You know Something hilarious And uh, yeah So they just show How you can make Any song better By making it grimier. I see Is it the same way they do um, uh, Pete Andre's uh, Mysterious Girl In the Format of uh, Florence and the Machine There I go Got there in the end slow, But as you can imagine That's quite kind of contrast
1: yeah, and I guess I guess they ha- they haven't tried p- performing Florence and the Machine in the style of Burial, for example, because I don't think Burial
2: would make a very good live set.
1: Does he do does, does he do live sets?
2: Oh no, he likes to keep himself to himself. Yeah.
0: If, if we just slowed it down as in Florence and the Machine, surely it would start sounding like Burial. Just
1: put a few sort of wub wubs over it. I know he's not wub wub, but <laughs> add, add some ejected bullet casings and yeah. you know, light, yeah. lighter flicks. And...
0: But yeah, no, I've got I've got frisky managed CD, so I can bring it in and we can see if we can fit something on there. The Trouble is, quite a lot of it's sort of half sketch, half music, so I'll have to maybe do some editing pare it down a bit yep righty ho so um that linked into Brave New World apparently which is great because we have spoken about Brave New World so many times on the show with no one ever having
1: read it yeah it's it's always you know know, some research revealed that this is related to Brave New World
2: and none of us have read it and we know nothing about it so tell us everything (laughs) yeah just uh, I'll just spoil it for you then (laughs) no not really Um, it's yeah um, so it's a bit of a, a classic of course um It's... I mean, the the basic premise of it is that... So, this was made in the 20s, so you you have to remember that it's before the whole genetics, genetic engineering thing was happening. Um, But it's it's set sometime in the future when humans are essentially mass-produced. And so, humans are are made in vitro. Okay. um, And... They're, so you have these different castes and the, the way they get humans from a specific cast is by um, injecting different what are called blood surrogates, which are just like mixtures of chemicals. And so there's a certain mixture which um, makes what are called alpha pluses, which are the highest humans, so they're the intellectuals. And then it all goes down <coughs> to you know, alpha minus, beta, beta minus whatever, to epsilon. who uh, And so ep- epsilon's a... Uh, sp- Sort of, they're known as semi-morons because they're they're not quite human, almost.
1: So, 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 th- is this thing which replaces their blood forever, or is it just? Like, is
2: yeah, well, it, it's basically it's just. The, this is when they're in the embryo stage. Okay, and so, so
0: this is very much like bees and royal jelly.
2: I guess so. Yeah.
0: Huh. Um, so yeah. So uh, no one looks at me blankly. But when bees are maturating, if you feed them royal jelly, they become a queen bee. And if you don't feed it to them, they become another bee, which isn't a queen bee. Because there's like yeah. there's lots of different bee genders. Because hmm. uh, there's drones and males and
1: females and queens. And 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 but there's only one of these genders which can. With these many so. Not all bees are created equal, but some of them yeah. can be have a, their development dramatically altered by feeding them a particular. Yeah. yeah.
0: And when a queen bee is produced, it will kill all the other queen b- bees growing in the hive.
1: That's pretty friendly.
0: Well, it, it, it's it's kind of because it's a dictatorship, and it kind of helps the hive work. Hmm. You know, you know, it's it's not kind of democracy inside a hive, especially when drones are kind of bred just to be drones. Right. That's right. exactly what that's why he's what it's told me, it reminded me of it.
1: Right. Cool. So, 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 so presumably the, um, the the novel is, is, is saying this is a bad idea and an allegory for you know <clears throat> modern life and modern life yeah. of the twenties in some way.
2: Well, yeah. Well, what, what's um, what I really like about this kind of dystopian novel is that it makes you think because I mean, biologically, technically speaking, these the, the people who grew up in this um, society have all their basic needs catered for, mm-hmm. and so you know everyone, of course, there's conditioning and so on, so that everyone's happy with their place in in the chain um and chemically emotion well say hormonally um they're all catered for very well but at the same time yeah of course it's a bad idea i mean it's it's terrible there's absolutely no sense of liberty um identity has been completely eroded but it does it does make you think um about how far we can go with biotechnology Hmm
1: and and you know, serve as kind of a warning against anything which would, which would lead you having to answer
2: these kinds of yeah, questions about... Exactly, and, and to think about what are the sort of sacrifices that we're willing to make in the name of so-called progress.
1: Well, so... so
0: Sorry, i was gonna say well one of the main things is you're talking about the technology used to oppress and you could be other argument is you can use technology to liberate mm-hmm. and that's something which comes up time and time again you know you look at something like the nuclear bomb was totally developed as a weapon you know oppenheimer's yeah. famous quote of now i become death the destroyer of worlds or something like that I, it was a quote from vishnu mm-hmm. um my hindu is it hindu anyway my foreign religions is not good anyway that he you know he was totally making a weapon to kill people and when they you know quite happy to drop it on Japan um, mm. but that was v- what then came from it, of course is nuclear power and ignoring Fukushima it's that recent debate because I don't think we've got time for that you know nuclear power can be an incredibly good source of electricity yeah. it's incredibly clean it's incredibly cheap and of course it's global warming and it, mm. it is how you use it and of course even nuclear power is how you use it, because if you put the nuclear waste on top of your neighbouring country
2: you're not so cool. Yeah, I think the general sentiment is that you don't want to become completely paranoid about any new technology and it's like, it's for example, with nuclear energy I mean, if we had just completely freaked out and said no, we're not doing this, then look at what we would have missed out on, potentially um, a solution to, or part of a solution to global warming. And, and and presumably
1: um, missing out on the ability to have scaled up at power supplies so far as to support the modern like exactly style.
2: because currently there's obviously as yes, uh, another debate that I guess is beyond um, the, the scope of this show but it seems to me that really there's not much of an alternative right. as it stands
0: yeah and I think this is for the population of at least this country they've got to make a decision do they want power or do they want to take the risks that come all radioactivity or yeah. do they want to make sacrifices of having windmills in their back garden because mm. you know there are renewable sources that I mean I'm quite happy for solar which not so good in the UK but solar and windmill based technologies but a lot of people like they look ugly mm. yeah. so they want to look pretty not radioactive and not destroy. well they seem quite happy to destroy the atmosphere actually most people as long
1: as mm. it's someone else's atmosphere
0: yeah. yes <laughs> um so I, I'm just trying to work out. I think we're going to play another track. Let's do it. Yes, cool. So, he come back up and if you've got anything to comment on, uh, especially on radiation, that's always interesting. Studio at camfm.co.uk or through the online form. It'll be great to hear from you. <coughs>
4: to be told. I can't see, I can't breathe, I'm not where we'll be. And now that's gonna change the way we live, cause we can always take but never give. And now the things are changing for the worse. See, it's a crazy world we're living in. And I just can't see that half of us immersed in sin is our way.
0: UK. Your station, your Hello and welcome back to The Science of Fiction. Um, we're still here, we're still joined by Will and. Still on <laughs> Yes. So, um, yeah, that song was obviously Virgin Insanity by Jim Uh I was saying, I think that was last on the radio, probably about the time the Spice Girls were famous.
1: I think it's aged better than the Spice Girls have. Definitely.
0: Mm. Mainly because um, you need a lot more cosmetic surgery if you're a Spice Girl. <laughs>
1: I guess the, the the yeah
0: is that slander? No,
1: <laughs> just uh, borderline. I'm I, I'm going to re- refrain from agreeing or disagreeing for, for the purposes of balance.
0: Oh, cool. We've um, had another email in on the ongoing tarango description. Um, it says, "Cheers, guy. you were spot on." Okay, so that's brilliant. Um, so our highlight is if you want to get emails in, talk about strange musical instruments. So any cra- any crazy instruments you've come across lately? Well, we've talked about ferrets before. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know and is google it cuz we could for hours about So um back to um aging spice girls and
1: virtual insanity. Well, yeah, I don't know. So there's there's this kind of lingering mis- mistrust of um, like biotech in general. Mm-hmm. I guess because people are scared of um, of you know, people tinkering with their with, with their yeah. DNA and stuff.
0: People so are scared of what they don't understand actually. So if you go back to I think it's the 70s, it might be the 80s, one of the biggest things people scared of was microwaves. Yeah, and now we're in like most people's houses, and there are some people who are still scared of them, um, quite rightly, because you know if you stick your head in one and turn it on, it will hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't advise you doing that with a standard oven either.
1: There are lots of things which I don't recommend putting your head in and turning it on. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's really interesting what people are scared of, and then of course during um, the Cold War, nuclear war was a massive fear, and radiation was a big fear, and it, it's actually uh, when we did our. Show all the way back. In fact, I think it was our first ever show on comic books. Um, they reflect what people's fears are. So, the original Spider-Man was radiation. When they did
1: the new movies, it was genetic modification because that's what people are scared of. Yeah. Mm. So, um, people, yeah. So pe- pe- people are scared of this. But um, so far, we've mostly been discussing manipulating um, yeast or you know embryo or like embryos or, or small animals before they're born mm. uh, or you know while they're in development. Is like. You hear sort of talk of gene therapy, where we magically rewrite people's DNA, once they're you know, adults or you know, like not not embryos anymore. Mm. How how feasible is that really? Is that I you mean, know, is that the kind of area which people want to go down? And how, how useful can it really be?
2: Well, um, <coughs> we uh, well recently there's been um, there's one particular disease which um, appears to be. Um, treatable through uh, through gene therapy which is um, it's a, a disease which I believe involves um, degeneration of the retina
0: yeah um, so this is the fact that sort of the f- retina can no longer recycle some of its the pigments in it and um, it starts to fail and what they can do is correct by using a virus to transmit the correction that's gone wrong in the genes to repair it but most, it's the only one I know of where it works there are other ones which sort of coming along I and mean, they're coming along really well but the job is when you start modifying genes uh, you have risk of the gene being put in the wrong place or the correction going to the mm-hmm. wrong place and then as you know damage to
1: DNA leads to cancer right. and so yeah. this is a case of you're, you're deliberately damaging the DNA but you have to be sure to damage it right in, right, well, in the right place mm. the number of ways you can cr- not correct
0: it <clears throat> rather than do the one correction you want is a lot higher and right. it's it's a real problem because also, what you want to do, so like with the, I think, and I have no evidence, or I haven't read enough about the subject because gene therapy isn't my thing, but I think the reason the eyes work quite well is because it's a very localized target. Where we talk about something like cystic fibrosis, which conceptually is so easy to fix because it's one gene in the protein mutates from being an amino acid to say, stop. And that means the protein is too short and it doesn't work, and then that causes all these horrible side effects, and, and the person's very ill. If we could just convert that back to Say, keep going, you know. Work here, it would be fine, but mm. on trying to get those genes in, you have to sort of splatter the whole body. So, in theory, you just need to get to the lungs, but it's very hard just to target the lungs, and mm. that then causes all these side effects. And the other ones they've been giving to are people with like massive immune system problems, where the people are inevitably going to die anyway. You know, it's normally small kids, and then they just take the risk to try and get these genes into fit these viruses into fixed genes
1: yeah. so, so, so i guess when you're modifying you know yeast in a petri dish or whatever you don't you tend to use pretty different techniques to what you would use to spread changes
2: throughout well the i mean the, the great thing with um one of the main great things with the yeast is that it's just so high throughput because you can um you can just deal with millions of cells at a time mm-hmm. um and on, on just like a little plate and you can't do that very easily with even tissue culture cells and especially if you gene with a patient you can't right. really well, do that. Sort of the
0: approach. other thing is your is the difference between millions of cells that come from one single mm-hmm. production cell so they all carry the genes through where if you yeah. make a mutation it carries it to your stock or As in a human body, where you've got lots of different cells in different states, and you have to distribute it to all of them. Where what you do, if you had like 10, a colony of bacteria, you added a gene, and you'd pick the ones which showed it positive. There's a, called a blue-white test quite often, where you put a gene to make it go blue, and you select Mm -hmm. the blue ones. And um, they're really simple ideas, but... We then, so we got to find ways to get things into these cells and one example is there's treatments are generated for Parkinson's and they use the HIV, some of their <coughs> genes in HIV to get it into Parkinson's because a lot of viruses won't go into non-dividing cells and Parkinson's is in nerve cells which generally don't divide that's why if you damage them mm-hmm. it can be quite serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they do is they wrap it up in adenovirus which is the common cold to try and make sure it can't mutate and they've done a lot of work on trying to make sure it can't mutate but they still have this problem they have to deliver it to enough cells in the in the nervous system without causing too many mutations in other cells and it's a real balance and you also don't want that virus to get out so most of these viruses are unable to replicate inside Mm -hmm. the human body because that would be terrible
2: to have something to yeah, it could become yeah. a disease. Yeah, and also yeah, the the, the cancer issue is a, a very big deal because all it takes is just one of these millions of viruses to infect a cell and then um, disrupt, say, a tumor suppressor protein, which regulates um, the cell division cycle, and then so all, all it takes is, is one of those, and then you've got cancer. Hmm.
1: Well, this is, is, is a lot more complicated than Final Fantasy Seven made it out to be, where they just, you know, injected Genova cells into someone and then they just dri-
2: magically spread through their body or something. Well, given that magic exists yeah. in Final That's, Fantasy, yeah, it's, know, a, it's a kind of helps things
0: a bit. <laughs> but, but we could go into the whole Arthur Clark Clarke thing that magic's just technology people don't understand.
1: If I think that, the the that they're pretty clear in Final Fantasy that there there really is magic, as like oh, okay. glowing rocks. Yeah, like the Earth has some kind of like magical stream flowing through yeah. it, and blah, blah, blah. Do, And they have amazing hair, do in Final Fantasy.
2: That must be magic.
0: That is yeah. magic. I've seen those hairstyles. There's no way you could go for an entire gun sword magic fight against giant no, beasts. Killer robot beast. yeah. And your hair not to get messed up.
1: It's not even. It's not even it doesn't even move. It's
0: incredible. It's amazing. Um, yeah, so we have a choice here. and I'm going to leave it to our guests, actually. We could probably play one more track and then we'd have to fade out to the end of the show. And that would be the last I hear of us. Or we can. Um, Talk till the end of the show. We've got five minutes.
2: My uh, Steve. Well, I'll, I'll
1: let you decide. Maybe, maybe we should play half, half of this next track. And then half of this next track. On. So,
0: which track? This is track four. This is track two. Track two. That would be the wrong track. We just played track four. Right. Um,
1: okay. Back, back in a moment. Back in a moment.
0: As said, we'll only play a part of that. That was Genetic Engineering by X-Ray Specs. So I can understand why you um, chose that. Yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It seems topical, you know. Yeah. It, it defi- definitely has a title that links in.
1: Yeah. So, so there are a bunch of um, works of fiction which deal with kind of human-machine hybrids. Um, mm. So one example was... Apparently the, uh, the replicants in Blade Runner were part organic. Well, this is what's interesting. The artificial life.
0: And they Mm -hmm. seem very much organic, but they have serial numbers on them. Yeah, it's a bit... Confusing because as I just found out in the book they're completely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure innate. in the book they're completely robots. Yeah.
1: Like, well, they're androids, I think, but that just means human-like robots, really. Right. So is, is this a kind of thing which is viable? I guess you'd have to you'd have to kind of grow bits of person or mm. like bits bits of tissue and then kind of graft it onto. You've got to ask why are you doing it? Yeah, I guess we are coming straight straight back to why would you crossbreed yeah. two species except this time like having part organic parts. Mm.
0: You know? So if you augment a human being very much as uh we talked a few weeks ago with this old sort of deus ex idea that you convert a limb into a mechanical limb because it's far more powerful it makes you run faster or you give yourself night vision that you can see a reason for but going the other way and purposefully making a robot and adding human stuff to it you're going well what benefit does the human material give you because actually most human stuff is actually we don't really understand it that well it's very hard to repair that's why people get sick and uh you either go all oh, human or you don't. I I can't see a.
2: And also, that, I mean, the whole point about these replicants from Blade Runner is that uh, they have no emotions, right? Yep. Yeah. And so you might as well just make a robot. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the lines that's been used a few times is you know the human brain is you know much better than any AI we could ever come up with.
2: Yeah, I guess you have uh, creativity, and um, but then and you might as well use a human. Yeah, exactly. And well, also, these, this is this,
1: this is something which Asimov talked about briefly. Like he has in, in one of his ro- robot short stories, he has when um, one of the robots is, is broken and has creativity. And this mm-hmm. is the, the, the one of the first times he touches upon the fact that this is a, a downside of like mechanical life is that it's, it is predictable. Mm-hmm. And whereas, I guess like. Cell division is predictable in aggregate, but maybe not in the small. Yeah.
0: See, I one thing I will say is where replicants do as a concept be very useful is if we get much better with biotech, developing an organism which has advantages over another organism. You might find that biology is much better because it's where it self repairs. Mm. So you can see yourself designing a human with much better eyesight or something like that. That would be from a gradual incremental repair of another thing. Anyway, I've just noticed we've only got 20 seconds left, so um, thank you two for coming on here. It's been a great show and um,
1: I um, well, do we know what we're doing next week? Uh, I don't think we do. Um, this is, this is going to be another week of mystery, but hopefully we'll have um, a guest talking about the environment in a few weeks' time.
0: Okay, well thank you for listening.